Hello and welcome to the second Memory Tube Timeline Quiz. My name's Vincent van Gogh and I'll be your host for the next half an hour. The prize today is my original painting of A Starry Night. So if you're new to these podcasts, this is the second one. The idea of our podcasts are basically threefold. Firstly, you test your knowledge of a timeline from history and we ask you if you can rem- remember when things happened. See if you can remember the correct date or use your history knowledge to get reasonably close. Secondly, we test your wider knowledge by asking you other questions, a few of them multiple choice, but we just see if you can know anything else about the event on the timeline. And finally, we like to share the tricks and methods we use at Scintilla HQ and our Memory Tube channel on YouTube to remember the timelines so that we have them stored in our memories so we can um, use that to attach new memories and then have lots of general knowledge to amaze our friends with. Um, today's timeline is about famous paintings so post-Renaissance, so it's within about a 500-year span. If you'd like to keep some sort of score, you can just grab a pen and paper. We often say if you're spot on the actual year, give yourself 10 points. If you're within a decade, give yourself 5 points. And if you're correct within the century, give yourself a point. And if you're driving, I probably wouldn't worry about the score at all. So one last thing before we begin, we always um, put our timeline quizzes in chronological order, which may help you along the way. And unlike any other quiz we know, we actually occasionally jump back. So we'll pop back to earlier questions to see whether the tips and tricks that we've been talking about, the memory tricks, will actually help you um, remember the dates. And that's a little bit of space repetition just sprinkled in for good measure, basically. So let's get started on this week's timeline quiz. Number one. When was The Birth of Venus by Sandro Botticelli painted? Okay, that was 1485. Now, quite often I start off with a silly story mnemonic, but I can't think of one for this one. So I actually use the mnemonic majors method, which has been around for centuries. And um, essentially you tie the letters to uh, or numbers together using either their shape or their sound. So the four is an R, because a four and a capital R looks like a four. Uh, The eight is an F, because if you write an F, um, a squiggly F, it looks a bit like an eight. And then the five is an L, okay? And so that makes a word that looks a bit like rifle. So I always think of Venus holding a rifle, that reminds me of RFL, and I can quickly come back to 485. So Venus holding a rifle is how I remember that one. Okay, let's go on to a general knowledge question. What did the nickname Botticelli mean? I mean, to be fair, I was quite surprised it was a nickname. Yep, and it means little barrel. And that was a nickname because of his size. Okay, what nationality was Botticelli? And it'll be no surprise to you that he was Italian. Okay. Question two on the timeline. When was The Last Supper by Leonardo da Vinci painted? Okay, and that very famous painting was completed in 1498. Now again, I can't think of a funny mnemonic for this one. So I use the mnemonic major system again. This time I do the whole 1498. And I come up with the phrase trap Jesus because it's linked to The Last Supper and there was a trap set for Jesus. Um, The T is the one, because it's got the straight up and down in it. The R, again, is a four. Um, The nine is the P, because if 
you flip it around, it looks like a nine. So the TR and the P from Trap give you 149. And the eight is a bit like uh, vertically positioned, so it's a sort of rotated round um, Christian symbol for Jesus. So I get 1498, Trap Jesus. That's how I remember it. Okay, let's go on to a general knowledge question. In which city would you be able to see the Last Supper? Okay, and that's in Milan at the convent of the Santa Maria della Grazia. Okay, so it's in Milan. And what painting is Leonardo da Vinci most famous for? Okay, and hopefully everyone got that. That's the Mona Lisa. And going back to the Last Supper, what moment does the picture represent? And this painting represents... Um, the moment after Jesus announces that one of his disciples will betray him. And you can see on the faces and reactions of the disciples um, how they're feeling about um, Jesus' uh, declaration that he'll be betrayed. Okay, number three. Um, this is a very strange painting. This one is actually a triptych. Um, so it's got three panels. So when was the Garden of Earthly Delights painted by Hieronymus Bosch? Okay, and that was in 1500, so we just slipped into the 16th century there. And I remember this one simply with a little mnemonic that Hieronymus Bosch is like anonymous, uh, which means nothing, so it's 1500, so I just remember Hieronymus, anonymous. Okay, what nationality was Hieronymus Bosch? Yep, he was Dutch and had a brilliant name. And what does the Garden of Earthly Light Delights depict? Okay, so maybe you've seen this painting. What does it depict? And it's actually quite a freaky painting of a world of, world of indulgence and temptation. If you kind of look into it, there's actually some quite Dali-esque surrealist elements to it, really. It's, it's worth a, a look, this one. I quite like this painting. Okay, swiftly on to number four on the timeline. When was the Mona Lisa by Leonardo da Vinci painted? Okay, and that was in 1506. And this one I remember, because if you put the words Mona Lisa together, I remember it's in the 16th century, so I have 15. Then there's the O in Mona, and then there's six letters after it. So I have the O, so 15 O, and then the six letters after the O, Gives me the six. So, Mona Lisa, 1506. And uh, general knowledge, how is Mona Lisa's smile often described? Yep, I can hear you all shouting out, enigmatic. It's a very common, common bit of knowledge there. And where is the Mona Lisa on display? Okay, and that's in the Louvre in Paris. And I think quite recently someone was um, throwing things at it in protest. But in 1911, why was the Mona Lisa stolen from the Louvre? And surprisingly, the thief stole it because they thought it should be on display in Italy. Obviously, it was recovered and is on display in the Louvre. Okay, number five on the timeline. 
When was the creation of Adam by Mike and Michelangelo um, painted? Okay, and this was in 1512. I remember that date as 1512. I know it's in the 16th century. And then there's one God who creates Adam, so there becomes two of them. And if you have seen it um, in position, there's a there's God reaching out and then creating Adam. So there's one God and he creates another person. There's two, 1512. Okay. Um, it also helps you remember it, that knowing that it originally Michelangelo was actually commissioned by Pope Julius to paint the 12 pendentives, which are the uh, triangles that are supporting the roof. And I remember it from that as well. He's painting the, he's originally commissioned to paint the 12 apostles uh, and then persuaded uh, Pope Julius to let him be a bit more ambitious and create a painting. And this will probably give you a big clue to the next question, where would you see the creation of Adam? Okay, and that's in the Sistine Chapel. Now, next question. How long did it take Michelangelo to paint the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel? And that was four years, so... A lot of neck ache, I should imagine. But it's an amazing, if you've never seen it, I have had the privilege of being there. And it's an incredible um, scene. So many amazing pieces of artwork in there. Okay, number six on the timeline. And then we're probably going to jump back and see if you remember any of the previous ones. Uh, when was the Night Watch by Rembrandt van Rijn painted? Commonly known as Rembrandt. Okay, and that was painted in 1642. So well done if you got the 17th century. We jumped on a bit there. Um, if you got the 1640s, even better. Okay, what three things is the Night Watch painting famous for? So it's got three things it's actually really famous for. Okay, it's its immense size. It's approximately four meters by four meters. It's not quite square but it's a big painting. Um, also the use of light um, to pick out certain aspects in the painting and the use of movement in what would have traditionally been uh, at the time a static military scene, but there's plenty of movement in it. So it was a groundbreaking painting in many ways. Okay, let's pop back and just see if you can remember any of the previous dates. So can you remember when The Birth of Venus by Sandro Botticelli was painted? Yep, that's 1485. Well done if you use rifle to help you remember. Remember the R looks like a four and the F, if you write it in a swirly way, looks like an eight. Um, and can you remember when The Last Supper by Leonardo da Vinci was painted? Hopefully people saying trap Jesus and then the T's the one, the R's the four, the P's the nine and then the Jesus is a, the eight, which is a Christian symbol turned on its end almost. Okay. And lastly, can you remember when the Garden of Earthly Delights by Hieronymus or Anonymous Bosch was painted? And yeah, that was in 1500. Okay, let's jump on then to number seven on the timeline. There's 25 on the timeline today. So number seven, when was La Meninas by Diego Velasquez painted? 
Okay, and that was in 1656. And Diego Velasquez was the leading artist of which country's golden age? So Diego Velasquez was the leading artist of which country's golden age? And that was Spain. And next question, what does La Meninas mean? And if you know your Spanish, it means ladies in waiting. The painting actually depicts the infant princess Margaret Teresa, um, who goes up to marry the Holy Roman Emperor Leopold I. So it's um, quite an important young lady in that painting. And here's more of an art, art uh, question. What style, which is involving dark shades, was used by Velasquez? And the style using those dark shades, dark shadows, is the tenebrist style. Okay, on to number eight on our timeline. When was the Girl with the Pearl Earring by Johannes Vermeer painted? Okay, and that was painted in 1665. I remember this by having an image of a play doctor sort of going out, out about their business outside the window where she's having this portrait painted. Um, and so that reminds me it was in the same year as the Great Plague of London in 1665, which ties it back to the timeline we did last week. Okay, who wrote the 1999 historical novel Girl with the Pearl Earring? Okay, and that was Tracy Chevalier. And then what feature that was already on the wall became the earring on Banksy's 2014 Girl with a Pierced Eardrum? Okay, and that was an alarm box that was on the wall already and he included that in his version of the image which he called the Girl with a Pierced Eardrum. Certainly worth looking up that one as well. Okay, number nine on the timeline. Uh, when was the painting Napoleon Crossing the Alps by Jacques-Louis Davis, or Davis because he's French, um, when was that painted? Okay, hopefully you're thinking that's in the 19th century, you're talking Napoleon on campaign quite early on in 1801. And I just remember that is one man on a horse, so one, 1801. Because in the painting it's a picture of a, a horse rearing with Napoleon on it. Okay, and who posed for the painting? Okay, and that's the painter's son actually posed for the painting. And... Interestingly, who commissioned the painting of Napoleon crossing the Alps? And maybe quite surprisingly, it was the King of Spain. Okay, number 10 on the timeline. When was the Wanderer Above the Sea Fog by Caspar David Friedrich painted? Okay, and that was in 1818. And... I remember that one because you've got um, a 1818 and I'd see the eights as two affinity symbols and you're one person going round in circles in the fog. So 1818 and it's infinity, one person repeating itself. So that's how I remember it. So it's one infinite circle after another. 18, 18. Okay. 
Okay, so this painting is a masterpiece of which movement? Well, if you've seen this painting, it's uh, clearly a romantic painting from the Romanticism movement. And then a more modern reference, the box art of which famous computer game is a parody of Wanderer Above the Sea Fog? Okay, and that's The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. If you've seen it, it's clearly a parody of the um, painting Wanderer Above the Sea Fog. And what nationality was Caspar Friedrich? And he was German. Okay, the next one is another painting by Friedrich, Moonrise Over the Sea. So when was that painted? Okay, it was four years after the last one in 1822. And I remember that one as an owl goes twitter-woo, two-two um, in, the, in the moonlight. So that's, I have this image of an owl f uh, flying across that painting. And that helps me remember it as 1822. So which sea is depicted in Moonrise Over the Sea? And the answer is the Baltic Sea, which is no great surprise as he was German. Okay, next one. When was Liberty Leading the People by Eugene Delacroix painted? And that was in 1830. And I just remember that from the word freedom. So free, like three. And then after the D, there's a, a zero, so three O. So I just get the 30 from the word freedom. Okay, let's ask you some questions about that painting. It's actually quite an influential painting, this one. Um, by what name is the figure of liberty known in France? Okay, and she's known as Marianne in France. And characters in which Victor Hugo novel are thought to have been inspired by the painting? I can hear you all shouting this one is Les Miserables, one of my most favourite stage shows as well. And which famous statue was designed based on Liberty leading the people? And again, I can hear you all shouting, the Statue of Liberty, which it was. Okay, let's pop back and see if we can remember any of those previous dates. So go right back to the start. Can you remember when the birth of Venus was? Hopefully you're thinking about a rifle. So you've got 1485, with the four being the R and the eight being the F. Then, when was The Last Supper by Leonardo da Vinci painted? And again, I hope you're all thinking they're about to trap Jesus. Get one, four, nine from the word trap, and then the eight being the Christian symbol. And then, when was The Garden of the Earthly Delights by old Anonymous Bosch, Hieronymus Bosch, painted? Yep, and that's in 1500. Okay, can you remember when the creation of Adam by Michelangelo was painted? Just think about the picture of God and Adam on the ceiling. And then you got the Sistine Chapel. So Sistine, I forgot to say this earlier, Sistine reminds, rhymes with 15. And then one, two. One God makes two people. Okay. And let's go on to the next question. Okay. Uh, when was the Great Wave of Kanagawa? Painted by Hokusai. And that was in 1831. A very famous painting. How was that painting created? 
Okay, and that's a traditional Japanese woodblock print. And what is the name of the mountain featured in this series of 36 artworks? And no surprise, that's Mount Fuji. And a version of the Great Wave is imitated on the cover design of which book by Michael Morpurgo? And that's Kenzuki's Kingdom. Okay, on to 14 on the timeline then. When was the Fighting Temeraire by J.M.W. Turner painted? Okay, and that was in 1838. Um, and I remember that by thinking of it as a frigate. I'm not sure if it is a frigate, but I get three, three, three gate eight. So frigate, the free is three and the gut is eight. Frigate, three eight. Okay. And where can you see this painting? Yep, it's in the National Gallery in London and I often make a little visit into uh, see it. It's one of my most favourite paintings and one of my most favourite artists, actually. So it's right down the end of the National Gallery. Um, and at which famous battle did the Temeraire come to the aid of HMS Victory? And that's the Battle of Trafalgar. And if you listen to podcast one, can you remember when the Battle of Trafalgar was? Hopefully you're screaming, 1805. That was when it was. And another question about the Fighting Temeraire. Which UK banknote was it featured on? And that's the £20 banknote. Okay, on to number 15 on the timeline. When was the ninth wave by uh, Ivan Ivazovsky painted? Again, there's another painting I really like. I always remember this one as 1850 because I just think of Hawaii Five O and put a big surfer on the ninth wave. The ninth wave is a maritime term because often in a set of waves, they often think that the ninth one is often the biggest. So, and the picture depicts people actually trying to survive by holding onto wreckage. So I randomly put a Hawaiian surfer in there as well. And that helps me remember with Hawaii Five O. Okay, which city did... Ivazovsky paint was it was under siege. Okay, and that was the city of Sevastopol. And what nationality was Ivazovsky? And he was Russian. Well done. Okay, on to 16 on the timeline. When was the dance at Le Moulin de la Galette painted by Renoir? Okay, and that was in 1876. And this painting is considered a masterpiece of which movement? And if you know your Renoir, you'll know that's the Impressionists. And I like this question. A homage to this painting appears as the front cover on which rock artist's album? So there's a version of this on a rock artist's album. And it was, quite surprisingly, on A Night on the Town by Rod Stewart. Okay, over to number 17 on the timeline then. The Lady of Shalott by John William Waterhouse. When was that painted? 
Now, I can never forget this one now. It's in 1888 uh, because all the eights look like stacks of onions. So I just think of all those eights along as a big stack of onions. So shallots, so lady shallots. I just think of loads of onions. Um, this painting was inspired by a poem by which poet? And that was Alfred Lord Tennyson. And which art movement inspired the style of this painting? William Waterhouse, uh, John William Waterhouse wasn't in this art movement, but it was inspired by a previous art movement. Okay, and those were the pre-Raphaelites, uh, the pre-Raphaelite Brotherhood. Okay, and there are three candles on the boat with the Lady of Shalott. What do they signify? Yep, they actually signify her imminent death in the story of uh, the Lady of Shalott. Okay, on to question 18 on the timeline. When was the Café Terrace at night by Vincent van Gogh painted? Okay, and that was painted in 1888 as well. And I just remember that by because I think of the Lady of Shalott eating shallots in the night cafe. So it's the same date, same year. So I just have an association him with the previous one. Okay, um, this is a famous painting with a really bright yellow cafe on the left-hand side because of the light pouring out of the cafe. Um, the cafe in this painting is from which French town? Okay, and that's Arles. Arles. Hopefully I pronounced that right. And the painting is not signed, so how has it been identified as a Van Gogh? Well, the only way they managed to identify it is it because it features in three of his letters. So it's not signed, but it does. it's well described in three of his letters. Okay, on to When Was Starry Night by Van Gogh Painted? Okay, and that was in 1889, a year later. So you can either just remember it was a year after the Café Terrace at night, which was the same time as the Lady of Shalott, or... I remember Starry Night as a late, late night. Eight, eight, nine, late, late night. So they sort of rhymes, so I use that. And this is a view from where? This painting is a view from where? And sadly, it's from the actual asylum that Van Gogh was in. So it's a painting of view from his window in the asylum. And... What did Van Gogh famously do before being admitted to a lunatic asylum? He cut off or probably more likely mutilated one of his ears. Okay. And the number 20 on the timeline is When Was the Scream by Edvard Munch painted? And this very iconic painting was painted in 1893. Do you know how many versions of this painting were created? Okay, I'm sure there's been millions, if not billions, of versions um, printed. But the artist created 49, including lithograph paintings, or lithograph prints, should I say. 
Okay, the version that sold for $120 million was made using what materials? And the answer is pastels, pastels, pastels on cardboard. Okay, and yeah, wow, not very expensive materials, going for $120 million. And what did Edvard Munch write in the top corner of one of the versions of the screen? And the answer is, could only have been painted by a madman. So that was his opinion. So question 21 on the timeline. When was Flaming June by Sir Frederick Layton painted? And that was in 1895. Well done if you managed to get that spot on. So this is a painting of a lady in, in sort of orange, quite flowing dress, lying down. Um, and it was actually rediscovered in 1960. Where was it rediscovered? It's actually found boxed in above a chimney in a Battersea home. And then, quite interestingly, who saw this painting then in a King's Road shop window but couldn't buy it as his mother wouldn't lend him the £50? And apparently, that was the very famous Andrew Lloyd Webber. Says he saw the painting and couldn't buy it. But he wished he had now because it's worth a fortune. Okay, and question 22 on the timeline when was the Japanese footbridge and water lily pond by Monet painted? And that was in 1899. And I can't forget this one because going back to my British history, I know the Boer War started in 1899, the Second Boer War, till 1902. And so I've just connected those two together by imagining Boer, war, you know, Boer soldiers marching over the bridge off to the 1899 war. So I forever have that image in my head, a bit like having um, death mask doctors behind the girl with the pearl earring. So I'll never forget that of 1665 either. Okay, one quick question about Monet. Why did he move to England? And simply, that was to escape war in Europe. Okay, let's pop back, see what you can remember. Okay. When was The Fighting Temeraire by J.M.W. Turner painted? Hopefully you're thinking frigate. Fri, three, gut, eight, three, eight, 1838. And my favourite today, when was The Ninth Way by Ivan Iwazowski painted? If I knew the theme tune, I'd play it to you. Thinking Hawaii Five-O, surf in the background on the ninth wave. 1850, 5 -0. And when was The Lady of Shalott by John William Waterhouse painted? Hopefully you're thinking stacks of onions. One, then 888, 1888. Well done. Okay, we're almost at the end of today's quiz. I'm just going to flick over my piece of paper here and make sure I don't miss any. Oh, here's the next one. Number 23. When was Composition 13 by Vasily Kandinsky painted? Now, this one's its own mnemonic. Composition 13 was painted in 1913. Thank you, Vasily Kandinsky. And number 24. When was The Persistence of Memory by Salvador Dali painted? 
and that was in 1931. And if you know the persistence of memory, it's a very famous painting, isn't it? And it's got the melting timepieces in. Well, the M of melting is a three, because a three looks like an M spun around. And the T of timepieces is like the one. So melting timepieces gives me three one. Okay, uh, what style are Dali's paintings in? Yep, and they're surrealist. And Salvador Dali had a pet what? Now, you might have lots of answers, but the one that he's famous for is a pet ocelot. And it's a really interesting fact here. Why are Dali's works hard to identify, to authenticate? And surprisingly or not, he it's thought he may well have sold over 50,000 signed pieces of paper from 1965 onwards. So obviously, if you've got a signed piece of paper and then create a forgery, it's very hard to tell the difference. And our last one today, number 25, uh, another famous painting, Nighthawks by Edward Hopper. Okay, it's a picture of a cafe in, uh, in an American city. Uh, so it's Nighthawks. When was that painted by Edward Hopper? Okay, and I chose this one because it's very memorable. It's in the 20th century, so it's in 1942. And I just think there's two people sat at the counter, so T for two, for two. 1942. Okay. Interestingly, which film used the Nighthawks image, this painting, as a reference for the look and feel of the whole film? And that was the film Blade Runner. So I'm gonna, next time I watch Blade Runner, I'm going to bring up a copy of Nighthawks and see what I think. So thank you for listening. Come back next week when we should have another timeline quiz ready for you. We'll probably do Africa intro next week. If you want to keep on exploring timelines, you can download our History Sprockets app from the Google Play Store. If you use the code PODCAST14 on the History Sprockets app, you can play the Famous Paintings timeline for free. And if you're interested in finding out more about how to have a better memory, search for our Memory Tube channel on YouTube. Thanks for listening. I have been Vincent Van Gogh. And if you did really well, you're welcome to a copy of my painting, Starry Night. Good night from me. Take care.